Hello, welcome, and dobrodošli to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charney, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. Nova Gorica was chosen as the European Capital of Culture for 2025, a role it will share with its sister town on the other side of the seamless border between Italy and Slovenia, Gorizia. In this episode, we'll take a look at what Nova Gorica has to offer for tourists all year round, and what to expect when it proudly carries the title of European Capital of Culture 2025. Search in TripAdvisor for what to do in Novogorica, and the site will recommend that you visit Blid, 90 minutes away. Pay no attention. Novogorica is a town that is more interesting than you think it is. That may sound like faint praise, but hear me out. There's a reason it was chosen as the European capital of culture for 2025, a role it will share with its sister town, Gorizia. In this episode, we'll take a look at what Novogorica has to offer for tourists, but especially what to look forward to for the European Capital of Culture Year. If Novogorica is famous for something, it's that it is half a town split in two by the random winds of politics. The Treaty of Rapallo, signed in 1920 between the Kingdom of Italy and the Kingdom of the Serbs, Croats, and Slovenes, later Yugoslavia, define the border between the two neighboring nations. The pre-existing medieval town of Gorizia, complete with a hilltop castle and winding, charming center, was sliced in two, the border running right through it. The train station and the western part, including most of the charming old bits, while those went to Italy. The less developed eastern half of the town became part of Yugoslavia. But at the time, there wasn't much there, in that Yugoslav half and it remained underdeveloped until 1948, after the Paris Peace Treaties following the Second World War confirmed the border as it had been established in the Treaty of Rapallo 28 years prior. The so-called Morgan Line shifted Trieste to Italian hands, under the administration of the victorious allies, while the other parts, including Novogorica, would be run by Yugoslavia. The town would remain divided, and so would other oddities. One farmer found that half of his fields were in Italy and half in Yugoslavia. In the village of Miren, the borderline ran right through the cemetery, in some cases through the middle of graves. Yugoslavia decided that Novogorica should be developed as an urban center that would impress the neighbors. To bring this about, the Yugoslav government turned to several architects, but foremost among them was the Slovenian Edvard Raunikar. He became the primary architect for the new city plan, while also designing the university center, Bilkov Square, and other aspects of the new town. The result that we see today when walking the streets of Novogorica is perhaps more interesting than charming. It's easy to fall for the winding streets, Baroque churches, and castle ruins of Gorizia, but Novogorica is a fine example of modernist socialist architecture. Those who live there praise how well everything works, but it may not look like everyone's idea of a tourist postcard. But there is much for tourists to enjoy, even if you're not an avid fan of socialist modernism. Transalpine Square in front of the magnificent train station 
proudly inaugurated by Archduke Franz Ferdinand in 1906, is a great photo op, where you can stand with one leg in Slovenia and one in Italy. There is beauty to the borderlessness here, and intrigue too, for where there were borders, there were attempts to outwit them. Be sure to visit the Smuggling Museum. There you'll find interesting facts about illegal trade, including going rates like 500 grams of Italian coffee would cost 30 Slovenian eggs, or 2 kilos of Slovenian meat, or 3 liters of Slovenian schnapps. There are also some random-seeming surprises. I hadn't known that the second-to-last king of France, Charles X Bourbon, was buried at Kostanivica Monastery on a hill above Novogorica. He had been sheltered here by the Austrian emperor during the 1830 July Revolution, but died of cholera. His family tomb is here, making him the only French monarch buried outside of France. But I was visiting Novogorica as a tourist myself. I was curious to learn more about what it has to offer, both year-round, and what to look forward to when it becomes the European capital of culture in 2025. To learn more, I spoke to Goraz Božić, the director, and Stoyan Pelko, the program director, for what is being called Go 2025, the organization running the activities for Novogorica's Capital of Culture Year. Goraz and Stoyan, thank you so much for joining me today. So I'm fascinated to know what the process is like for planning for a European capital of culture. First, tell me a little bit about each of your roles in planning for Novogorica in 2025. Uh, yeah, thank you for the invitation. Uh, I will firstly present myself. I am Goras Božić, the CEO of uh, this, uh, let's say, public entity who is on on the leading uh, point of uh, this European Capital of Culture 2025. And with me, with myself, uh, we have uh, Stojan Pelko, who is our program director, maybe Stojan. Yeah, hi, Noah. Thanks for inviting us. We, uh, I've joined uh, last November only, so there is exactly one year uh, and, and a few months that I am responsible for the bit book to happen, let's say, that, like this. The bit book is the Bible that was written in order to win. So once the team won this uh, competition against four other Slovene cities, now it's uh, the time to make this happen. And my role as a program director is in in, in way to, to make this happen, but also to kind of reflect what happened in between in the last two, three years that the program is uh, contemporary, not just winning, but also contemporary. Yeah, because you must know that uh, all the process is like uh, five, six years uh, uh, long uh, from the beginning of the bid, bidding phase, which uh, began already in 2017 uh, or beginning of 2018, when the decision was taken from the municipality of Novogorica to enter this competition at the national level uh, with Gorizia, so with the partners, partner city. Uh, and then the um, uh, title was assigned to us, to Novagorica as the title holder, with Gorizia as the first partner, uh, on the end of uh, 2020. So now we are at the end, uh, almost three years after the, this assignation and uh, running towards uh, the execution of the plan, which is this famous bid book uh, called Go Borderless. Uh, and this, this is basically the main theme of our um, program also. So may, not just um, making events uh, uh, in a 
double way, so with partners from Slovenian and Italian side, but uh, also processes uh, who are uh, um, being developed for that. So getting financing from both sides, uh, so from two countries, uh, getting artists from both sides uh, and expanding this, um, which we think is the um, uh, heart of the project. So uh, making everything together, expanding this also on a European level, because, uh, you know, as you know, now uh, maybe we are not in the best times for uh, the European, uh, let's say, um, idea. But with our project uh, and with the support also with the, of the politics, local, governmental and uh, European, uh, we are trying to achieve something that was never uh, done before. And this is uh, to make this cross-border capital of culture, let's call it like that, uh, happen. Because um, we are the first uh, two-sided capital of culture uh, in, in the history. Uh, this brings a lot of challenges, but uh, at the end, uh, also a lot of satisfactions, which are usually small, but uh, in our hearts and minds, very big. <laughs> the borderless theme is really lovely, and I think that especially rings true in our contemporary times. I'm curious if we can go back a bit. How does one prepare a bid to become a European capital of culture, if you can share, I don't know if there's secrets involved, but what is what does a bid book look like, and what sort of things do you have to offer in order to win this title? Uh, maybe Stan can explain better because he was involved in another uh, bid phase of uh, another city uh, as a um, let's say as a program uh, manager of the preparation. I instead was. Uh, uh, otherwise, was um, involved as a municipality person. So uh, maybe it's better to, to, the Stoyan uh, explains that, like in first person. The, the 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 secret of the success of the initial team was that they dare to go across, that they dare to invite uh, Gorizia, which is a precedent in a historical precedent. But then it's always really the question, you know. First, you need to uh, persuade a, a committee. It's twelve people. So basically, it is really the sharpness of the concept and the sharpness of the idea that matters the most. And here, the fact that, you know, where it once used to be the border and now, you know, people not just commute, but really coordinate, cooperate and, you know, go across was the starting point. That's clear. And that was really why also the symbolic center of this candidacy of two cities was put on the Europe Square, on Turk Europe, or Italians would say Piazza Transalpina. But I spoke later uh, with both the, the, the jurors and the authors, and they were also very fascinated by the multiplicity of languages, you know, because the, really this is the, our, our uh, motto is, you know, everything that uh, is said should be said equally in Slovenian, Italian, but then you, then you would also have the Friulian, you know, and of course we need to speak it English because of the capital, European capital. So there is this mixture of languages and traditions that are all the time, you know, kind of crossing the border. But also to, to have a little bit more visual picture, the whole region goes from the Alps to the Adriatic Sea, you know, and the river Socha, there is Sonza, as Italian would say, is our, not Filhuj, but our green uh, line. So all these, you know, put together, things then just started to to fill the program, you know, from the First World War to the Second World War to what happened, you know, in the, in the time of the Slovene independence, how people fought fascism, you know, how 
other people were afraid of communism. All this is in a way a kind of mixture that really now we can say because we communicate, communicate with a lot of other cultural capitals is really something site-specific, you know. Of, imagine, for example, in the same year, 25, the other cultural capital would be uh, will be Chemnitz, a former Karl Marx stadt from Germany, you know. So imagine, in a way, somebody who just, you know, land in, lands in Europe would have the two options, you know, to go to see how the former Eastern Germany becomes, became something else, or would come to see where, you know, hundreds of thousands of people were fighting for something in the both world wars and are now living in something that in very nice Slovene word we called Somestia, you know, like the two cities breathing as one. This is, I think, the, 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 the feel rouge of, of our candidacy. But of course, we, we also need to add, you can't do such events to, today or contemporary events without having a few stars. You, you need a few stars to attract others to come and see then the whole galaxies around. You know? So we will build on the tradition of Zoran Mušić's painting, for example. Not only because he was born here, but he lived in Italy, he lived in France, he survived the concentration camp. So he is, in a way, the, the, the witness of the 20th century. On the other side, on the Italian side, we have Franco Basaglia, an incredible guy who really tore down the walls of the lunatic asylums, you know. And he started in Gorizia and then developed his method in Trieste. But when you mention his name today in Berlin, in, in Paris, in London, they all know who he is, but they know maybe all don't know where he's coming from. So in a way, we are discovering to Europe which who came from this region. And then, you know, as you have seen, we need to, from time to time, to bring Patti Smith, for example, because she may say, ah, but Kosovo is great, you know. And then she helps us discover some other hidden treasures here. So that was my question, actually, and you've answered part of it. You've named some of the, the focal points. What is the organization process like? Because you start with, you know, infinite possibilities, and how do you put together a program? And maybe you can mention some of the highlights that you're looking forward to. Yeah, well, um, at the end, we are always talking about money, you know, <laughs> because uh, the ideas are always uh, bigger than uh, we can afford. But... Uh, with good collaboration between uh, Slovenia and Italy all, on the national level, uh, then that's um, seen also in the in the programmatic part. Uh, we we admit that we don't have enough money for uh, doing what we we or the the one who wrote the bid book promised to do in 2020. But uh, that is something that we as organizers must push on. Uh, the the uh, government to um, give us that money or otherwise decide that, uh, okay, look, we cannot do that. We can do the plan B, let's say. No? Uh, and uh, nevertheless, also the plan A can be uh, attractive for uh, all those who will come from abroad to see uh, what's happening uh, in Nova Gorica and Gorica and on the whole territory. But um, also for the locals, because even myself, who am one, one guy who lives, uh, who was born in Nova Gorica, then was transferred in Gorica and lives this uh, conurbation, as it's this our somestia, um, like daily, on a daily basis, uh, needed Stoyan to come from uh, another city to show me something that I didn't know that it existed in these places. So... 
maybe Stoyan can also explain um, some hidden gems uh, even more. Yeah, you know, it's the easiest way for me is to compare two impressions from this year's uh, or 23, let's say, capitals of culture, Greek Elefsina and uh, Hungarian Vesprem. I will be very politically incorrect, you know, but you can do it two ways. You can polish your jewels, you know, and show them off, you know, like Vesprem did, or you can confront with the most painful or the most problematic thing, you know, in your surroundings, but in fact, invent or at least try to invent the processes that will change these problems you know this and this is i think closer to what we are doing there are empty spaces which needs to be filled like the parking in uh, rosna dolina with patty smith concert there are you know uh, destructed buildings that need to be filled with a certain content there are very weak institutions public institutions that need to be empowered to do this but all this paradoxically or luckily is the result of European culture capital. You know, so in a way it's, we can always think about, you know, tourists who will come drink some wine, enjoy a little bit, you know, spend the night and go. But I must say the European culture capital is really called rightly transformative process. You know, it is really a process that changes, you know, perceptions, institutions, processes. And in this way, it's a painful process because, you know, you are, you are changing the, the habits you are in a way provoking mainstream is not good. You know, that's, that was my, 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 my sentence when I came from Ljubljana in November last year. We will not do business as usual. We need to be different in order to uh, leave some legacy. And that's what we are doing. But in general, uh, if I uh, continue where Agora ended, I'm really impressed in this region by little, almost micro locations. You know, you could go to a little village in, in, on the Italian side called Topolovo, where the Slovene minority has really not just fought for their language, but established the European relevant programs, you know, in, in audio, in radio, in literature. You could go on the other side to a little place uh, in Vipauska Dolina called Pervacina, where you, you, you find, out, find out that women from there in the beginning of the century went to Egypt to Alexandria to breastfeed, you know, the kids from rich. So these are little micro stories, but, you know, you put them together in beautiful natural surroundings with, you know, with, with, with the quality of life that is, sorry, better than many other places in Europe. Then you, you start to understand why it would be quite a unique capital, not just because of the two countries, but also because of this mixture of urban, because Nova Gorica was always a little bit California, you know, it was a new, a modern, you know, city close to the western world you know in a way with the open border but at the same time with the socialist architecture which became fashionable now almost because it has this modernist touch but you just go across the border and you can ring or knock uh, on the door of of a countess of a living countess who is not some you know decadent pervert <laughs> on the country who is incredibly educated you know, well-positioned uh, Italian intellectual. And this is something that Gorizia is a, makes it a kind of friendly capital, I think. So you mentioned legacy, and that was one of my questions. You're going to have a lot of attention in media coverage in 2025. And my question is more, more philosophical. How do you turn that attention into a long-term benefit that goes beyond just that year and really is transformative for the next, you know, 10 years for Novo Gorica? That's the key question. We were every, every time in the, in the candidacy process, now when, now when we have been uh, monitored, this is the key question. And rightly so, because, 
you know, you know the Slovene condition. So imagine that the Minister of Culture, only the Minister of Culture invests, let's say, 10 million euros just for the program. Then there is the infrastructure investment. Then the Friuli Venezia Giulia from the Italian side invests. The two, the two municipalities invest. So they rightly ask this question. Okay, is it just for the fun of one year or things will stay? You will see that in, in Nova Gorica, things will really remain. Because imagine that the railway station will be, I, it's not the right word, shortened, but it, it will be made more narrow in order for the city to have more space to develop. So it's not a cultural consequence. It's really a, a urbanistic, almost a strategic consequence. But could not happen without this winning this candidacy. But on, on, I will pass this to Goras because he will know more about from the city perspective. But from the program perspective, our win would be that the NGO partners who are now you know, involved in the three-year process of developing pro- projects were strong enough to survive later, you know, not just to survive, but really to become the, the institutions if wanted, that the local public in, institutions from the cultural field would have uh, more uh, human resources because they are lacking the human resources. But also in, in smaller municipalities, that people who would uh, run for some uh, cultural projects would have a certain perspective or, you know, even the that they could predict Oh, yes. Twice a year, there will be a certain amount because it's not obvious. You know, the, the smaller the municipality or the comuna on the Italian side, it's not obvious that maybe once a year they throw some money, but there is not a strategic process. And all this cultural capital even demands from their partners, you know, that there is a certain structured process, how the culture and the arts are developed in the future. Yeah, and uh, adding to this, uh, so all the processes uh, which hopefully will remain and be upgraded from the municipalities, from the regione and the Italian side, and from also from the governmental side, so ministerial sides in Slovenia uh, mostly, but also maybe in, in Italy, uh, there are the things that are most visible also for those who come uh, from abroad no? or uh, also to the people who live here. So firstly, yeah, these uh, infrastructural projects, which are all um, based on renewing uh, stuff, which is now degraded. Uh, so building this green belt of um, of the border between Nova Gorica and Gorizia, so between Slovenia and Italy, uh, which till, let's say, 2020 was the... Uh, the division field between the two cities with uh, a lot of um, undeveloped economy places on, or, or uh, f- uh, forgotten places, but and with an enormous greenfield, uh, will now become uh, the place to to be, uh, the place to meet between uh, Slovenians, Italians, Furlans, uh, also abroad tourists, because you have the station there. Everybody travels by train now. Uh, and um, there are some um, buildings which are, which are now not used for public purposes, will be public again. Uh, so not just these um, underpasses uh, which will be built and uh, will connect this borderline with the center of Nova Gorica, but also uh, some workshops which are now works, some place for workshops which is not now used for that will be a super eight. Uh, like um, a building uh, where a community space where you will mix uh, good food, good wine, uh, and cultural events uh, on the border. Then the renew, renewal of the uh, Terge Europe, uh, Europe Square, Piazza Transalpina, 
which will become actually a square. Now, it is kind of a square with that uh, symbolic mosaic on it, but uh, after this renewal, so the beginning of 2025, before the opening, which will be at the 8th of February 2025. Yeah, it will be like a, a big square on the middle of two countries, uh, two cities, uh, this conurbation, because now we have a square in uh, Gorizia and we have a square in Gorizia, but in the middle, people are not used to use it. And now with this process of uh, European Capital of Culture, uh, People are guided to go there because there will be something to see, to to do, uh, just to sit maybe, uh, to enjoy uh, the urban um, status of the two cities and also to make some uh, events uh, for whoever will need to. You know? uh, and then the other important thing, which is infrastructural and cultural, is the creation of the Green Triangle also on the border with the renewal of the uh, very, very nice and till now abandoned uh, for 100 years almost uh, park of uh, Antonio Laschak, which is now becoming an uh, urban place and will be opened, at, I think, in January 2024. Uh, on the top of it, there is the monastery uh, of um, Kostanjevica, uh, where the last Bourbon king is uh, buried, so a big French connection. Uh, and there is a road which was now renewed, which connects this um, monastery with the city of Gorizia. So you just go by feet or by, by bike directly in Gorizia, and then you raise up to the uh, Castello di Gorizia, so to the castle. And uh, the whole borgo of the castle will be also renewed and fill, filled with uh, cultural and uh, touristical, uh, like gastronomy and uh, maybe housing uh, capacities. So in a two hours walk, let's say, uh, you will enjoy a lot of uh, local food, local uh, drinks, culture, and then at the end you will also sleep there. So uh, you will have something to see and do after the 25. That sounds fantastic. And we'll look forward to it. You know, I think what we're going to do is have you back once um, 2025 rolls around. And we can have a follow-up to this. But this has been super. And you actually answered also my questions about, um, or maybe I'll end with one little more question because it's fun for me. If you could each pick one thing that will be in Novogorica even beyond 2025 that is a special thing that you would recommend visitors go to, whether it's a restaurant or a site or a building or an activity, if you could each pick one, what would you pick? And then I'll be sure to do that and get back to you on how it was. For me, it's simple. For me, it's simple because even our colleagues from Brussels call this a super flagship project. It's called EPIC in English, and it is an abbreviation for European Platform for Interpretation of Century. So imagine you know, that in the early beginnings, it was meant to be literary on the Turk Europe, and that the two entrances from two countries would be in a way to different entrances into the same century, so with the different interpretations. It was for several uh, reasons was uh, moved to this warehouse very close to the railway station, but it is still overlooking from one country to another. And this really would not be just a museum of this place. This will really be an open platform with, uh, with the memories from the 20th century in order for people to understand what they went through or what the people here went through. But it will be a permanent you know, 
workshops, uh, debates, conferences, because there are so many things to, to be debated. And to. So for me, not only the building as such that we will really be newly used, this is for me the entry point then to go all over the region and to discover, you know, something that you will learn here. It will be just a few meters or a few hundred meters or a few kilometers away in order to see live what happened there. So for me, Epic is really the 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 project that is uh, worth visited from 25 on. Goras, what about for you? Uh, yeah, since Stoyan uh, robbed me of my... <laughs> of my um, idea of the point to go. Uh, I would say uh, just next to Epic, this Super 8, because I'm, I like to eat and I also like to see uh, movies and this connection between uh, our Osmitsas, so the, the place to go to eat for eight days where uh, local locals provide their own food and drinks will be combined with the Super 8, like a f- film format, you know, from the 70s. Uh, so uh, that's the point uh, for me to be. So you will uh, enjoy your coffee and eat a nice prosciutto uh, with some uh, local cheese in the uh, closest uh, relation to the border, which maybe you know the most taken photo or like touristic photo in Novogorica and Gorica is standing on the Targa Europe with one foot in Slovenia, <laughs> one foot in Italy which you can do, uh, so standing in two countries, uh, in, in the urban center at the same site, uh, you, you can do, I think, in two or ma- max three places in the world. Uh, so uh, this is the point to be. Well, it sounds great. I will look forward to coming and hanging out with you then. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. I'm going to let you get back to planning because I imagine this is a huge amount of work. But yes. thank you so much for making Novogorica a worldwide destination, and it's going to be a really great time. Novogorica is a fascinating place to visit any time of year, but we'll look forward to it, especially in 2025. Come and experience the first joint cross-border European capital of culture. Vala and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board, and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charney. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more information, you're welcome to follow our social media channels, Feel Slovenia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TripAdvisor.